Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the African Exodus podcast today. Oh, I'm excited, y'all. I have the king himself, a legend, an entrepreneur, a music pioneer here in the state of Washington. He came for one show and one show only, but he's no stranger to Seattle before, but I want to introduce you to my man, my brother, a mentor, an entrepreneur, an educator, an influencer through music, producer, DJ Shinsky. What's the word? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me at this place, man. I appreciate it. Man, we we love you, man. Shinsky, man. Your mixes are the biggest Afrobeat mixes right now online. Do you know that? Uh, It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel real, honestly. You're the biggest Afrobeat. Like, every chart right now should be knowing who DJ Shinsky is. Your numbers are crazy. Your music mixes are crazy, man. Thank you for everything you've done for Culture Fam. I appreciate that. Now, for people who don't know about you, who's DJ Shinsky, like, no, like government name, I hope you don't owe people money, but (laughs) your government name, and where are you from? So my name is uh, Steve Nayosi, I'm from Nairobi, Kenya, I was born and raised in Nairobi, Kenya, and I moved to the States when I was 18 years old after high school, and uh, I've been DJ since then. Awesome. Now, a lot of people with their careers, like myself, we shifted careers a little bit, we had, what was your first love? My first love was, uh, I still love it, <laughs> I still love it. it's engineering, Okay. I went to school for electrical engineering, Oh, awesome! awesome. I graduated uh, with a bachelor's okay. in electrical engineering and, and I, did, uh, I did a few years, I want to say about four or five years in the field, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, Okay. but uh, I still had that passion for music. So, Something else, yes. Yeah. So I was trying to juggle both of them at the okay. same time. I was doing DJing and going to school for engineering and working at the same time. So, but now it seems like DJing has taken over the the, my, yeah, the love, yes. The love, yeah. So yeah. Uh, when you were trying to balance, because a lot of people uh, in college or people are trying to still figure out their career, mm-hmm. what was your hardest uh, um, trial when you were trying to balance uh, school, which is electrical engineering, yeah. and DJing as a craft before it became your main thing? Uh, scheduling. Scheduling mm. was tough. Uh, engineering is a tough um, degree. It requires a lot of time. It requires a lot of effort. And um, so I, I found myself sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm going to work full time, nine to five. And then after school, after, after work, I go to school, mm. six o'clock all the way to nine p.m. <clears throat> then I got to do my homework and quizzes and stuff like that. And then also have to have some time to get some music so I can prepare myself for the weekend. Mm. Um, so I was just constantly not having free time at all. No free time at all. Yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today with DJ Shinsky telling you his journey and how he got to where he was. A lot of people are asking, what is, like, what is it like growing up in Kenya from your experience? Growing up in Kenya, you know, the mind is, is, is tricky. The mind can feed you what you want to perceive in life. And uh, for me, I, I'll i say I enjoyed my life in Kenya. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, one of my best memories in my lifetime was in high school in Kenya. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, forget all the punishments we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was crazy, man. Uh-huh. All those crazy punishments we had. All Correct. those... Um, um, crazy homework we had, all the studying, all that tough stuff. I don't remember all that stuff. I remember the good things. The good and, things, great. And 
it was it was beautiful just having that good social life yes the food the the community mm -hmm. the culture the music everything i mean in high school that's why i really fell, fell in love with music yes we were just constantly listening to music all the time reggae dance dance hall hey yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Day, man. It, was, it was amazing so i appreciate where i come from because of that yeah growing up from kenya uh, I was in Nairobi too. Back in the day, we used to sneak out to go to F2 and yeah. Hollywood and Nairobi, Hollywood Bow. Uh, what are some of the DJs that, at that time, maybe you had not like set your mind to be a DJ, mm -hmm. but who are some of the DJs who like you're like, this guy was a pioneer. I kind of liked his vibe. I liked how he dropped. Uh, he was like an yeah. OG OG. Who was an OG DJ that you look up to? Uh, I used to listen to a lot of DJ Adrian. Yeah, yeah. I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, I used to listen to... Uh, even my boy, Simple Simon, shout out yeah, to Simple si, Simon. Si, si, Simple Simon. Simple Simon, man, he started Black Supremacy Sound back in early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, he, I think he's one of those uh, pioneers for the DJs who actually came up with a mixtape kind of thing. Like He the, was the first. Remember when they did the Black, or Black Supremacy? Yeah, Black they Supremacy. They were the first people who could have free streaming before even SoundCloud dropped. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, their right. website was fire. Yeah, and even, even before that, he was the one distributing like the... the Mixtapes, mix yes. Like mixtapes. Supremacy. I CD. Tapes, tapes, yeah. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, so You're taking me way back. So he used to have all those tapes when he comes up with that. Okay. And, um, I used to listen to them a lot. And uh, just a whole bunch of DJs. DJ Pinye, DJ, uh, the Code Red DJ. Code Red, yeah. Max. Um, yeah. Homeboys Radio DJs. Uh, I used to just listen to them when I was um, just at home chilling and doing my homework. I mm -hmm. listened to the radio. Okay. Yeah, so I look up to them a lot, and they kind of shape my identity. Your identity with the, with the music and yeah. stuff. Vibes and vibes. Now, first time DJ, what year and how was your experience the first time you're like, I'm going to touch somebody's turntables? I don't know if you had them or you borrowed them, but how was it? How was your first experience DJ? Ah, oh, man. You think I'm crazy, but I don't really remember. <laughs> I don't really remember. Okay. I don't remember the details. I think I remember, uh, I would say the first time I actually DJing for a crowd in a club setting, setting versus a, um, a house party mm -hmm. was, uh, it was a Thursday night. I remember that. One of my friends from, uh, from work, he used to be a promoter, so, and he heard I was DJing. Mm -hmm. He was like, hey, come, come through come and through, just DJ. Yeah. Didn't pay me anything, but, I was like, okay, let me show what I got. Let me show you what I got. So I went there and uh, it was a slow night, but um, I was just excited just to, just be, to be in the just presence, be correct? In the presence, being yes. in the club, because I always go to the club, I see the DJs out there and they're doing their thing. And I was like, one day, man, one day I'm going to be behind the Nazima I mean, I gotta be out there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like, like, this time, come on, like, uh, 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 like, uh, International DJ, because that's what I'm gonna call you, an international DJ. Uh, was this like your crossover moment? Am I like this was like a crowd you're familiar with? Uh, I was familiar with the crowd mm -hmm. as far as what kind of music they want. Okay, but it was more for me to have that stage presence to, yes. to know that I can control the music, the control, yeah, and control the environment, the tempo in the house. So yes, that was just a big step for me. Correct, and. Uh, I did that, and uh, wow, he was an amazing <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I have a crazy story. So, no, just do share, man. Please yeah. do. Um, 
so I was DJing. I remember I was DJing, and uh, there was a bunch of Nigerians over there. Okay. The the promoters are Nigerian as well. So yes. When I started DJing, I DJed for a lot of West Africans, not even Kenyans. So uh, this guy was listening to my, me DJing. He's like, man, this guy is good. So he came up to me. He's like. Oga, Oga, what's your name? You good, you good. Uh -huh. Sorry for butchered your accent. Uh -huh. <laughs> you good, man? You're, you're good, bro. Yeah. You're free today. Go do it. So he was like, man, you're so good, man. What's your, what's your name? What's your name? At that time, I didn't have a name, but uh, I remembered um, I was in high school. People used to call me Nashinsky. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, because of my, my last name, Nyaosi. Yes. So back in the day, I don't, I don't even remember when we had that. Um, we used to give ourselves nickname like yeah everybody uh, we never did a fat didn't i used to call myself yes yeah. yeah but there's that special nickname that you add like a ski to your last oh yeah like, broski broski yeah yeah broski. Yeah, this day. Uh -huh. yeah so it's kind of cool back in the day so i was like man these people used to call me nashinsky i was like oh okay i like that name however my uh you know there's another artist nashinsky, nashinsky. Yeah, correct yeah so i was like man i can't take that name yeah so what about if I just take the last part of part it. of it and just keep it Nyash. Nyash, yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Nyash is probably cool, I like it. Uh -huh. So I told the guy, Yes, my name is DJ Nyash. And he's hey, like oh. Nyash <laughs> DJ Booty. <laughs> it took him back, he's like, What? Are you okay? <laughs> But Nyash was called Nyash, so we in East Africa didn't know Nyash meant yeah. something else in West Africa. But Nyash, there used to be also a nickname like Nyash. Nyash, yes. But uh, man, he he started laughing. He's like, "Are you? Where are you from?" He's like, "I'm from Kenya." So mm. he's like, "Oh man, let me tell you something. Come here, let me tell you something. Mm. You know what Nyash means in Nigeria?" Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like booty. Booty. Because I know it can't work. I can. Okay. I can. So I went back home, I started talking to my brother, I'm like, man, I need a new name, I need a new name. My little brother was there, so yeah. we came up with different names, DJ Steve-O, DJ Cold, something like Cold Spark, whatever, I don't mm -hmm. know. Uh, but eventually, like, I really like the Nyashinsky, so the what about if we just yeah. keep the, take out the Nyash? Yes, and keep the, the Nyashinsky, yeah. yeah. I think that was cool. Oh, okay. Uh, my brother came up with that, I was like, okay. I like it. This is cool. And that's how I came up with the name, and, <laughs> and that's, that's based on the first play, the first DJ gig I had from uh, in the club. Oh wow! Yeah, that's this where is... the name came from. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Now, what was your biggest culture shock from mm -hmm. Kenya? Uh, I'm taking you back and forth. I don't want to be on a serious tangent. But what was your biggest culture shock as an African um, dreamer? I call you dreamer yeah. and expatriate. Okay, mm -hmm. just to What was your biggest culture shock? Culture shock. Um, there are a lot of them. Mm -hmm. One of them was uh, the accent, mm. especially uh, I want to say African American accent. You know, when you when you see on TV, you can understand what they're saying. But when I got here, I was like, I was finding, I was like, yeah, speaking English, but it's a different accent, though. Yes, it's very yeah, it's different. <laughs> yeah. It's different from what I heard on TV there. Yeah, even the white people, everybody just they speak a different accent. And mm -hmm. It took me a while to get used to it. And when I also speak the English, it's a you know it's a combination of British English and, the and American English, an African, an accent. African accent. Yes. So they couldn't understand me. So 
uh, it took me a long time to just to feel comfortable like speaking uh, in a way that they can understand me. And uh, yeah, that was the biggest culture shock. I thought that I knew English, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, so there's a big, big difference in there. And okay. um, just, just the food, um, seeing how uh, just everything is running so fast. Mm -hmm. Everything is so fast and uh, people like things like People that. like, yeah, quite quicker. Yes, yeah. Customer service is fast, everything is fast. So all that culture was just... You know, uh, in the beginning it was overwhelming. It, but, it can be. Yeah. It, it can really. Honestly, you'll feel like you're incompetent in some yes. places, but that's you have to adjust, correct? And the man, I remember the first time I I landed, mm -hmm. and we were taken to my uh, my um, family friend's place. Yes, to stay there, uh -huh. and they cooked for us some chicken, some drumsticks. Yeah, and I was looking at this drumstick, man. I was like, whoa, this thing is huge. Like the chicken back home was not this big. Yeah. <laughs> this is all meat in here. Yeah, it's huge. So, so everything was just huge. Huge, yeah. Everything was just expanding. Like, like this is just a different experience. Wow. So yeah, just a whole bunch of things. Yeah, that's just a few. It's a few of them. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest here called DJ Shiski. And DJ Shiski said the drumsticks were surprising. <laughs> ah, brother. Let me ask you. So, your first. Uh, big moment um, on stage what's one stage you might like this was one of my peak this was one of those nirvana stages as a dj that i really love to perform which stage was this or which event mm. uh, that's that's a tough one because mo most of my events i take them as like it's a big event for me Oh, bigger, yeah. bigger, bigger, uh, bigger, yes. I take it seriously because we never know who's there. Yes, correct. And what kind of impact that you might have mm -hmm. to that particular person. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I try to take every event seriously, but in terms of like, I want to say numbers or something that I did where I felt like I reached out to a much larger Bigger crowds, yes. Um, I think it was the first time I DJ in Vegas. Oh, that was big, innit? Yeah. yeah, was it the rugby? Yeah, rugby seven. Yeah. yeah, shout out to the rugby people out here, man. We go yeah. to San Diego now, right? We don't go to Vegas anymore. I think it's uh, San Diego, LA. I think near LA. I think it's LA's where it's at. Yeah. Share with the experience. How was Vegas? Vegas is just—it's a party city. Mm-hmm. And what you see on TV is just exactly what you get, man. Oh, even more, even less, maybe. Yeah, over there. Yeah, and. It was just a great experience because I've always going to <clears throat> the Rugby Sevens. A quick backstory: um, so the Rugby Sevens, uh, the Kenyan team comes to play over there, and um, and uh, uh, we have a whole bunch of Kenyans or Africans who come there and uh, do the after party. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So it's been there. The after party has been there. So I, and I've seen a lot of DJs doing there, but I never got the opportunity to, to actually perform. Perform there. So. Every time I would go there, I think I went like twice, mm -hmm. and I would just uh, go there and hustle myself. Hustle, like, so try, just, try let me just get in, yes. Try to get people to know me. Correct. So I was, uh, I had, I remember carrying like, a, uh, back in the day we used to have CDs. Yeah, hey, man, those back of CDs, <laughs> man. This was, <laughs> you only deadlift. Yeah, so huh? I will carry like a hundred piece of CDs, mm -hmm. and you know, put them in the case, Okay. you know, make a mixtape for that. 
and um, I'll go out there to the stadium. And just give people, go play yeah. this in your car. When people come out from the stadium, like, hey, I'm Shinsky, here's my mix, check it, you know, check it out. This is who I am, this is my mix. And so started hustling from the bottom. Yeah, wow, Buddha, from the man. bottom, like okay. nobody knew me. And, okay. and uh, it was, I was just standing there in the cold of like, man, by myself, I was just passing out CDs and passing out CDs. And, and uh, eventually people started to know who I am mm -hmm. to the point where even one, one promoter was like, hmm, I like you, I like what you're doing. Let me have you on my show. Let me hop on you, yeah. Yeah. And man, when I did that first show, having all those people, it was nerve-wracking. Because I think they had like maybe about a thousand people. Whoa, one yeah. city. Yeah. Wow. It was nerve-wracking, but uh, yeah, man. You had your own. I had my own, yeah. That's it, that's it, that's it. Now, for people who are scared of going to stages like they've never, uh, they have dreams, but you know, or they, or they, have, they have not seen Vegas the way you have. Yeah. What's one thing you would tell them? Because you started from the bottom bottom. Right. Like, if they want to get on the same stage that you got, what's mm -hmm. one piece of advice you'd give them right now? Consistency. Mm. Yeah. Just be consistent in what you have mm -hmm. um, and try to be better each and every time. So just continue working on your craft. Correct. Um, to the point where that it becomes... Almost like, like an addiction. Like, yeah, like an yeah. addiction. Like you want to do it every day. Mm -hmm. And also, it becomes like... Uh, uh, what you call it? it becomes like driving a car. Okay. It's autopilot. Like you, you already know how to. Once you know how to drive a car, correct. It's easy for you to do that. Let me ask you. Driving a car is easy. What about flying a plane? Like for example, was there a show that you were ever called Shinsky that you felt, oh my God, this show. I wish they gave me like four more months before I pulled up. Have you ever gone to a show freaked out? Because I'm a comedian and sometimes I come into a stage and I'm like, I'm not ready, but yeah. okay. I will come and see you freaked out. Have you ever had stage, stage fright? I'll tell you something. Every single event I have, mm -hmm. I do have stage fright. Wow. Every single event. Okay. Uh, it might take about, about a few minutes mm -hmm. just to get over it. But yes. <clears throat> especially, especially when uh, I'm an introvert. Correct. So, especially when I... Like, I'm in the club and everybody's there for me. Yes. Who, I mean, who came to see me perform. Yes. And uh, and you hear the MC and the mic turning to this. The one. talking, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. coming up. Yeah. And I'm over there looking like I don't know, no, 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 I can't get over it. I can't. There's always that. There's always something over yeah. there. But uh, I just count, you know, I just put myself together, count from five to one, and be like, okay, we got this. You have a little thing to get your chakra yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, like a meditation. Yes. Yeah. When you pick a mix, what do you. Uh, What's one of the things you factor in? Because you have a ma piano, uh, you have reggae, you have soul, you have yeah. old school hip hop. What makes you what what do you consider before you make a mix what what goes through your head uh every mix is, is uh i get inspired in different ways okay yeah in fact i want to make a video explaining all the mixes that i made well that would be nice actually ones, that yeah. would be really good just to give a backstory because every mix i get inspired by something okay um it could be maybe i, I go to a um, house party <clears throat> 
and just check out people who are listening to these random mixes or random songs and just watching their reaction and like, hmm, what if I have a mix that I can I can make for them so that they can if they're a house party, they can just have like back to back songs that are good. And I go back home and I make that's how I came up with the dance song mix. Oh, so like you listen to the, like you it's like almost you're taking a, a survey. Yeah, I just look at the environment, look how people react to the music, and see, okay, if I had a mix that that can cater to that crowd and cater to that time of what they're doing right now, what will it be? And I go back home and start researching. Vibes, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the African Excellence Podcast. We're here with DJ Shitsky, and we'll be right back. DJ Shitsky. The city of Houston is where? Houston, Las Vegas is where you're from. Mm -hmm. How's the city of Houston, Texas, shaped you and your craft over the years? Wow, Houston is, uh, Houston is so diverse okay. in terms of like um, having all these cultures integrated. And uh, we have people from everywhere, uh, Latino, uh, uh, African, Indian, Asian, all, all that. It's so, so diverse where, to the point where, like, um, it gives you a broader sense of, like, the international culture. Mm, and uh, yeah. at this point in time, actually, Houston mm -hmm. also, the nightlife scene is... Popping. Popping. It's, Yo, it's big. Yeah. It's Your clubs big. go till the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, we just, we known for the, having a lot of clubs. And uh, also, the African community there is huge, especially with the Nigerian crowd. Mm -hmm. So... <clears throat> Like I said in the beginning, um, I started DJing. I'm Kenyan, but I started DJing for West Africans. Mm. So it kind of exposed me to the different a different taste of music too. Yeah, Africans and um, and also not even just West Africans. We had Congolese and pretty much a broader people. sense of Africa. Correct. So it got me to be more diverse in mm. terms of like knowing different songs from different regions mm -hmm. and different stuff like that. So and. Uh, also, it kind of shaped me as well. Um, I give you a quick story, like DJ for Nigerians, mm -hmm. especially. Yeah. Uh, tell us, tell us, what is it like to be in that presence, be to that like presence, different event? Like, you want to be like that. <laughs> I don't know. Is this some? Is the energy of, or what is it? The energy they provide, they just the the, the 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 culture. You know, they're really proud of what they came from. So to the point where, like, I started dressing up like. Because mm -hmm. I'm, 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 over there, I'm over there just uh, DJing, mm -hmm. but I see this guy wearing a nice clean suit going to the club or a nice uh, African attire, very nice. Back in the day, I never used to dress up. I would just go with a, I don't know. You're going with the product. Yeah, I just, yes. I just go with a t-shirt and stuff yeah. like that. But now, they kind of influenced me because of, I, I felt like if I'm be in the presence, I need to also just... You see yourself as a brand now. Yeah. It's a whole entity. And that kind of shaped my brand. Like, mm -hmm. um, if you see me in gigs, like I try to dress up mm -hmm. uh, the part. What's the importance of being a diverse person in the industry that you're in? What's the importance of opening up and allowing room for growth? The importance of that is uh, you don't limit yourself. Mm. You get other opportunities that you might not think you might need. Mm -hmm. Um, like for instance, uh, there's one time I DJ for um, I know I don't know if you know Top Golf. Yeah, Top Golf. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they yeah. have they're opening one here in uh, in Bellevue soon. Yeah. Yes. So Top Golf is a indoor golfing um, uh, gaming experience, mm -hmm. 
And every Friday night they used to have uh, a DJ to come and just DJ. Uh, yeah, to your playing with CEOs and yeah. stuff. There's mm -hmm. big people, huh? And guess what? I managed to get the gig because I was my my mind. I was in a diverse kind of uh, mindset. Yes. And I was DJing for um, the like the American crowd and just DJing like country music, rock music, um, pop, hip hop, EDM. Everything was big. Top forty, everything. And that kind of like you know took me out of my element. Took you out of your element. Yeah. Yeah. But it was fun. <laughs> it was going to try something new, right? Yeah, something new, something different. And I did that for a while. It was, it was good. Yeah. As a DJ, uh, you have traveled quite a bit. Yes. But my, one of my most intriguing uh, uh, safaris from you is when you went back to Kenya after a long time. Yeah. How was the reception? Uh, the first time I went back to Kenya after a long time, mm -hmm. just a DJ, nobody knew me there. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> nobody knew me there. So... Uh, it was more of like uh, I'm starting over again and so I used to go to the clubs and just try to talk to the managers nobody knew me it's like nah we don't want to touch you we don't know you the other DJs out there who are big I'm like yeah but I'm from the diaspora uh, yeah but nobody knows you so it took me a, a couple of years mm -hmm. to like build it up build it up okay um, then I think my trip last year, I mean, no, I'm sorry, 2019, it kind of opened me up in terms of like uh, knowing what's, uh, what I need to do as far as uh, trying to expose myself in Kenya, especially because I, I love to go to, to Kenya roots there, yes. yeah, to put some roads over there. Yeah. So, so I, didn't, I didn't get a lot of gigs in 2019, but I went there to do my research. Mm -hmm find out okay what, what are the DJs doing out there correct what I can do differently um, how do I get myself in that in the industry? loop yes really. yeah so I came back and I started working I started making out mixtapes I try to distribute out there to the Matatus to the yeah, 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 yeah that was yeah Matatus man yeah stuff and you know when COVID hit as well I think it was a blessing in disguise because now everything was online. Everything so you had to listen online, yeah. correct? So everybody was tuning into DJs on online on, on live stream. And you did a lot of live streams too. I, did, you, I saw you. Uh, you did. Uh, you had the two five four DJs online yeah. thing when you came. Yeah. That was a different experience. How was that for you guys? Twenty four hours of nonstop mixing on Facebook. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was. That was. I felt like it was like an extreme sport. That was hard. Yeah, it was hard because you don't know. You can't see the crowd. I like to see the crowd and, and try to walk to, around. To work them. around, yes. Yeah, and give them what they want. But if you don't see anybody, you're just there with your, your phone and just you like this, looking. you know. Yeah, you just... just DJ. <laughs> okay. But you see the numbers. The numbers are, I don't know, like a thousand people watching. But you don't really get the grasp of it because it's just, just numbers. Yes. Versus if you have a thousand people in a room. Correct. Like, whoa. I see all these faces. I now actually get feedback. I get yeah. instant, yeah. So it was, it was a tough adjustment, but you just get used to it. And uh, the good thing about it is, since it's online, a lot of people from different places, different countries mm -hmm. can tune in. And that's why I did the um, uh, mid-2020, mid, uh, mid and that's why I did the 24-hour live. Yeah, that was dope. I was like, man. I'm, I'm reaching out to everybody across the world, so... I have to do whatever time zones they yeah, have. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, I do this time zone and someone in Australia wouldn't get to listen to me. Okay. So, like, what if I just do a whole 24-hour show? 
and um, make sure everybody is everybody, served. Everybody, yeah, everybody served. Mm. And I'll try not to repeat songs. I'll try different. Um, so different genres, yeah. Yes. And it was, uh, man, it was, it was the toughest thing I've ever done in my DJ career. But it was cool because you tested yourself. You went out of your comfort zone. I did. Yes. I did. I, I always try to get out of my comfort zone, and uh, I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I did. It. No way. So I have three last questions, yeah. big up questions. Number one, if you had a million dollars for the DJ Shinsky brand, what would you do with it? If I had a million dollars, I would open a DJ Academy. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Bigger than Code Red, the one they had before. Yeah. Okay. And find a way to make it online accessible. Oh yeah, that would be so. Masterclass. Masterclass. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> and and uh, get the best DJs out there, the best uh, brand uh, influencers, the best uh, uh, people who know how to market. Oh, that would be good, aggressive. And just uh, find a way to have a training course to help upcoming DJs because it's not only just the skills you need, you need branding, you need management, you need to know how to negotiate. Just like negotiate, correct. Negotiate pricing mm -hmm. and um, figure out, plan goals. And plan goals, correct. Um, for, your, for your entire year. Mm -hmm. So I'll really, would like to have that as my my legacy. Your bigger just, goal. Yeah, yeah, just to give out all the information that I have. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Beautiful, ladies and gentlemen. Let me ask you, Shinsky, what's, uh, there are a lot of small businesses in, 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 in the States, mm -hmm. in the country, and how do you feel, like a creative, a music pioneer, how do you feel like these small businesses could benefit upcoming startups like yourself, music and all that, like how can the bridge of this two actually help advertise both brands do you feel like there's a relationship there is a relationship okay it's a possibility i mean um i found my sometimes i find my mixes being played in uh, in small um, bars small restaurants bars, yes hookah lounges or even restaurants mm -hmm. and i get to think of you like hmm, what if uh we partner with that small place uh small business and see because the, they're not paying you for that session they're not paying, yeah, yeah they're not paying you I don't, mind that. I don't yes. mind that it's just music mm -hmm. so what if we partner with them and we i put their the their logos and yeah, stuff in, in, in my mixes or yeah find a way to maybe even do a live show at oh, their that business be beautiful place. yes so we can talk about their business while I'm talking about your business yeah. correct and i'm djing as well so there's different ways we can do it um we can throw events for to promote small businesses and uh, just I think there's a lot there's a lot, lot we can do right yes because music and um, music and uh, business are business, synonymous yeah, yeah they're together they have yeah. to yeah yeah they're, yeah they're together so I think there's a we can work it out May one of my last questions here uh, DJ Shinsky, what's next for you? Apart from the show that you have tonight, you gotta tell us where you gotta be tonight, Shinsky. So tonight, I'm gonna be at the Mint, Mint Lounge in Seattle, Washington. I think it's in downtown. Downtown yes. it is. Yes. Yes. And shout out to uh, AG and uh, his old crew for having me uh, over here. Man, shout out to you, General. Yeah, vibes thank on you, vibes, my brother. For, for this interview. Yes. I uh, appreciate the love. So I'll be there from uh, from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. is gonna be crazy, it's gonna Boom. be fun. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an international vibe, I'll play everything. Please, so. please do, yes. Yeah. So what, what's next for me? Yeah, why are we it's looking, gonna... like, what should we expect from Shinsuke? Because 2020, 2021, we rapping. Yeah. Where are we heading? I am heading to the production side of it. 
Ooh, talk about it, okay? Yeah, I want to produce music. I want to yes. uh, collaborate with artists. Make your own sound. Make my own sound yes. so that when I go to DJ, I'm DJing my own song. Your own thing, like DJ Neptune and all yeah, these other guys. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's coming up. DJ Kali, this DJ is Kali, you. Yes. yes. Um, I think that will be my next biggest project, just to, to, to learn the production side of it. And also that can help me even be a better DJ. And grow, and as, grow as a person, yeah. Grow, yeah, you know. And help other artists to to bring other artists to their full full front because I already have my audience. Now I can produce the song okay. and put them on the on the put them on the thing. Yes. Yeah, and pretty much grow the culture. And also having that influence, that international influence, we can find ways to uh, promote Mutually, yeah, cross-promote each other. Yeah, yes. especially, I love the African culture, so mm -hmm. I love to promote it. So if we can find a, a way that we can mix in hip-hop with Afrobeat. Or oh, grime, UK, yeah. I'm on piano, put it all together. Yeah, and it makes sense, you know. I think that would be a beautiful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we have had a beautiful moment with DJ Shinsky. We have a show tonight, so you can all stay here for long. But next time, he's going to come stay for long. And the most important question, the last question, the most important question of this whole interview. DJ Shinsky, what is it that you wanted me to tell, to ask you that I, I'm most likely overlooked and I forgot? Hmm. Yeah, if you're in my shoes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I wasn't a DJ, what would I do? If you weren't a DJ, DJ Shinsky, what would you do? If I wasn't a DJ, hmm. I think that's a tough one. I don't know. You <laughs> <laughs> could be an astronaut. We could do anything. Yeah. But I think I'll be my, my whole identity as a DJ mm -hmm. since uh, my whole adult, adulthood life. Yes. So I think. If I wasn't a DJ, I'll be uh, I found my way in the community, just trying to give back. Give back in mm -hmm. terms of uh, um, probably the I don't know, like um, doing things that will unite the community, mm -hmm. which I'm still doing in a sense. You're still doing it in a sense. You're still a leader. Yeah, as, as far as the DJ wise, yeah. But I think that that'll be my main goal. That'll yeah. make it, yeah. As far, besides the engineering part, because yeah, I do of course, yeah, you gotta do that, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that I'll, I'll, I'll be part of the community. Thank you so yeah. much, man. Again, DJ Shinsky, thank you, my brother, for being here with us, for showing up in Seattle. Seattle, stand up tonight, DJ Shinsky. This podcast will be available on all platforms. But where are they gonna find you? Where can they find you online? Where can they follow you? Uh, you can just Google DJ Shinsky. It will pull up all my information. My YouTube channel is is really big right now. So you can check out my mixes there and also have some tips and tricks for DJs, some mm -hmm. tutorial videos mm -hmm. and some vlogs. You can check out my YouTube at DJ Shinsky. Um, Instagram, I'll be posting all my events, all the updates out there. So make sure you check me out on my Instagram at DJ Shinsky and, and all the good stuff. Facebook, and, uh, Twitter, um, SoundCloud, MixCloud, also Spotify. I do yeah. have a song. That I released uh, back in 2019. Oh, nice. Our boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I heard that one. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. What's so it called? The, it's called uh, Bounce. Bounce, yes. Yeah. It was my first, first project that I did uh, as far as the production side. So I want to do more of that. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, check me out. Thank you, guys. Follow the link of DJ Shinsky. It'll be down here at the bottom. It'll be zooming out here when the podcast comes out. And 
Please go subscribe and show love and engage with my brother Shinsky. Shinsky's real. We have a job to do. Thank you for being here, my brother. Thank you, man. Vibes on vibes. I appreciate it. Hey, guys, watch this. Alexa, play DJ Shinsky on YouTube. Getting that from YouTube. Thought leaders, show profiles, some of the extraordinary Africans, making meaningful and affirming. 
contribution to the community, city, country, continent, and the world. Welcome to African Excellence Podcast, now available wherever you consume your podcast.